Gypsy Audio presents The Philadelphia Story, adapted from the Screen Guild Theatre production. Tracy Lord's first marriage to C.K. Dexter Haven was dissolved by a vigorous right to the jaw. And now, Tracy is about to be married again. The season's most important event to mainline society in Philadelphia and streamline journalism in New York which brings us to the office of Mr. Kidd, owner and editor of Spy Magazine. Miss Embry, you'll take your camera, of course. Connor, you'll take your own special talents. Where? Yeah, what's the deal? Your assignment will be Spy's most sensational achievement, Tracy Lord. Tracy Lord? Big game hunting in Africa, fox hunting in Pennsylvania, married on impulse and divorced in rage and always unapproachable by the press. The unapproachable Miss Lord. Now look here, if you think that... The Philadelphia story. Close were the portals of snobbish fox hunting. No, no wait. No hunter of foxes is spy magazine. Nevertheless, presented for the first time, quote, a wedding day inside mainline society. Or what the kitchen maid saw through the keyhole, unquote. You're the writer, Connor. I'm only the publisher. All right, publisher, take this. Quote, no hunter of buckshot in the rear is KG Crafty Connor. Unquote. Close paragraph. Close job. Close bank account. <sighs> Look, Mr. Kidd, how could we even get inside the estate, let alone into the house? Oh, it's been arranged. Miss Wallace. Yes, sir. Send him in, please. Now, Liz, now wait a minute. We won't do it. It's degrading, demeaning, undignified. And so is an empty stomach. Now, just relax. We'll have to... Hello. Who are you? Connor, this gentleman has been employed in our Buenos Aires office. I believe he can help us. How? Tracy Lord's brother, Junius, is in the American embassy down there. And is an old friend of this gentleman. He'll introduce you to the family as an intimate friend of Junius. Dear old Junius, hmm? Well, does Tracy Lord know this guy? Yes. You might say Tracy and I grew up together. You might also say that you're C.K. Dexter Haven. And you were Tracy Lord's first husband. Yes, you might. Holy muck. What goes on here? Oh, I remember that honeymoon very well, Mr. Dexter Haven. You and she in a little sailboat. The true love, wasn't it? That's right. How did you know? I was the one photographer whose camera you didn't smash. Oh, you were terribly nice about it. Uh, you just threw it in the ocean instead. Oh, one of those, huh? Yes, that's right. I rather thought our honeymoon was our own business. Incidentally, he paid for all the cameras, Mike. I got a sweet letter of apology, too. Oh, always the gentleman, huh? I wouldn't count on that. Now then, what are the plans? The wedding is Saturday. This is Thursday. They should spend tomorrow night as guests of the Lord's. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something screwy here. Now, if he's resigned, why is he doing this and... Uh-oh. Oh, oh, I get it, mister. You want to get even with your ex-bride. As one gentleman to another, that may be exactly what I want. I'll have a car pick you up in North Philadelphia tomorrow noon. Good day. Well, how do you like that? 
He walks out on us just as though we were. Handkerchief, Mike. There's a little spit in your eye, and it shows. Oh dear! So many things to do and so little time. Tracy, when you finish listing those wedding presents, Mother, how do you spell omelet? Two L's, two M's, one or the other. Omelet? That's a funny wedding present. Dinah, dear, it's an omelet dish. This one—it stinks. Oh, darling, don't say stinks. If necessary, smells. But only if absolutely necessary, mother. If I ever finish writing down, oh, this lamp! Isn't it awful? Here, let me see that card. Oh yes, friends of your father. Wouldn't you know? What are they? Tap dancers, or are they just musical comedy producers? Tracy, that's hardly fair to your father's interest in the arts. The arts, really. The art of putting up a fortune to display the shapely legs of some Tracy, please. Well, I'm certainly glad George isn't like that. Mother, isn't George an angel? George is an angel. Is he handsome or is he not? George is handsome. I liked Dexter. Really? Why don't you stop the wedding? How? Get smallpox. Oh, please! Don't give her any ideas, Tracy. Now, Dinah. Oh, gee. Tracy's always so mean about Dexter. Well, darling, he was rather mean to her. Did he really sock her? Dinah, really, mother? If I don't choke her before Saturday, that would stop the wedding, wouldn't it? It would not. And you're supposed to be riding, young lady. Yes, Dinah. They must be waiting at the stables. All right, all right, mother. Yes, dear. How do you get smallpox? Oh, Dinah, please go away. I'm going. I'm going. Now then, Tracy, let's get those lists finished. Mother, mother, that whistle! Dexter, Dexter, you're back. Dinah, my dream girl, my own true love. Oh no, it can't be. He wouldn't dare. Mother, look who's here. Mother, it's Dexter. Well, hello. Dexter Haven, you go right back where you came from. I can't. Dinah says it's too awful here without me. Redhead, if you don't look in the pink, much too nice for George. If you think you can just walk in here and、uh, Dexter, tell me how is Junius? Oh, Junius is fine. Heartbroken, of course, not to be here for the wedding. I suggested representing him as best man, but Dexter, I appreciate your offer, but I'm afraid George would prefer to have his best man sober. Ah, yes, yes. Well, I'm sure you'll like the people Junius did send. People that Junius sent, did you say? Yes, Miss Embry and Mr. Connor. They're waiting now in the south parlor. You really ought to tell them what rooms they're to have. Rooms, Dexter. Have you switched from liquor to dope by any chance? Well, it was Junius's idea. You see, they've been terribly nice to him, and when they said they were coming to Philadelphia, Dexter Haven, you're lying. I could always tell. Can you, Red? Yes. You have a habit of just a minute now. You went to work after the divorce, didn't you? Not right after. First, I tested several hundred bottles of bourbon. But after that, after that, you took a job in South America. Who for? A magazine. Ah, and it wasn't by any chance spy magazine. Oh, you're just a mass of intuition. And I don't suppose that Junius's friends are photographers by any chance. Well, not exactly by chance. And I thought you were low decks, but I never thought. Oh, you. 
Oh, you're slipping, Red. I used to be afraid of that look. The withering glance of the goddess. I didn't think that alcohol would destroy your last shred of decency so soon. Why, I ought to. Tracy, please. Dinah. Mother, not yet. Come along, dear. You're late for your ride. But, Mother, maybe he's going to sock her again. Dexter, I'll have no arguments about this. I want those people out of here, and you too. Yes, Your Majesty. But first, could I interest you in some small blackmail? No, you... what? Here you are. Galley Proofs. An article complete with snapshots, details, and insinuations ready for publication in Spy. About your father and that dancer in New York. Father and Tina Mara? But they can't. They can't publish this. It's got to be stopped. It is stopped temporarily, if you'll allow Miss Embry and Mr. Connor to turn in a story on your wedding. And when Mr. Kidd says story, he means story. I'm gonna be sick. Yes, dear. An intimate day with a society bride. I am sick. Too bad. Well, they're in the south parlor, your majesty. Shall I conduct you in? Don't bother, please. And I'm sure I know the way. I'm Tracy Lord, though I suppose you knew that. Any friend of Junius is a friend of... <laughs> so nice having you with us. We're happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Too bad Junius couldn't be here. At least one male member of the family. Where's your father? Darling, Papa. I do hope you'll stay for the wedding. Yes, we'd like to. That was more or less the idea. The house is rather a mess, of course, but we'll try to make you as comfortable as... Oh, what a cunning little camera. I, I take pictures with it. Well, I hope you'll take loads. Dear Papa and Mama aren't allowing any reporters in, except for little Mr. Grace. He does the social news. Mr. Connor, can you imagine a grown-up man sinking so low? No, it does seem pretty bad. <laughs> You're a sort of writer, aren't you, Mr. Connor? Well, sort of. A book? Mm-hmm. Under what name do you publish? My own. Macaulay Connor. Just try and call me that. <laughs> I won't. What's the Macaulay for? My father taught English history. I'm Mike to my friends. Of whom you have many, I'm sure. English history? It's always fascinated me. Cromwell, Robin Hood, Jack the Ripper. Where did he teach? I mean your father. In a high school in South Bend, Indiana. South Bend. It sounds like dancing, doesn't it? And this is your first visit to Philadelphia. A quaint old place, don't you think? Odd customs and such. Where the Scrapples eat biddle on Sunday. But then, you're still quite young. Well, I don't know about that. I'm 30. Really? One book isn't much for a man of 30. I don't mean to criticize. You've probably got other interests outside your work. No, none. Unless... Oh, oh, how sweet! Are you two going together? Well, sort of. Engaged, I presume. Oh, no, no. But very much in love. Well, isn't that a little personal? Isn't it? But oh, so very interesting, Miss Embry. Oh, Miss Embry, if a man says he loves a girl, don't you think he ought to marry her? Hey, now, just a... Please, Mr. Connor, I asked Miss Embry a question. Well, it depends. I'm disappointed, Miss Embry. I've been very frank with you. However, I'll send a butler to show you to your rooms. You'll join us, I hope, at the swimming pool. Well, wow. <laughs> That's what I say. Who's interviewing whom? Steady, old girl. Don't let it throw you. You want to take over? I want to go home. 
but uh, since I'm on the job, I'll settle for the swimming pool. Then she came out, he wandered in. Oh! Oh, Mr. Connor. Yes, you said to come down here. I didn't mean to interrupt your reading. Nothing important, I hope. You bet. It's very important. It's your book. Oh? Oh, I didn't know you had it. Well, I didn't. I sent to the library for it. Oh? You like it? I like it very much, especially the story called With the Rich and Mighty. I think I like that one the best. Really? I got the title from a Spanish peasant's proverb, With the Rich and Mighty, Always a Little Patience. I like that. Tell me something, will you, Connor? When you can write a book like this, how could you possibly do anything else? Well, you'll never believe it, but there are people in this world who have to work for a living. Well, yeah, of course, but people buy books, don't they? Not if there's a library around. That book represents two solid years' work that netted Connor less than... Oh, heck, that's Dexter. Look, stand by, will you, Connor? I don't want to be alone with him. Well, well, there you are. Found you just where I thought you'd be. Fancy seeing you here. Orange juice? Certainly. Don't tell me you've forsaken your beloved whiskey and whiskies. No, but I think a pale pastel shade would be a better color for me today. How about you, Mr. Connor? You drink, don't you? Alcohol, I mean. Hmm? A little. A little? And you a writer? Dexter, will you do something for me? Anything, Red. What? Crawl into some small hole until after my wedding. I couldn't do that. At least not until I've... Connor, don't miss a word. Don't miss a word. We're going to talk about me. Why not? You find the subject fascinating. You're far and away your favorite person in the world. Of course, Mr. Connor, she's generous to a fault. To a fault, Mr. Connor. Except to other people's faults. For instance, to what used to be my deep and gorgeous thirst. Disgusting. A weakness, sure. And strength is your religion. Well, when I realized I was not expected to be a loving husband and a good companion, but a kind of a high priest to a virgin goddess... Dexter, you! Well, then my drinks grew more frequent and deeper, that's all. Connor, don't you let... Why, he's gone. <laughs> I like him. Dexter, what are you trying to make me out as? Red, what do you fancy yourself as? What are you trying to do with this marriage to George? How can you even think of it? George Kitteridge is everything you're not. He's been poor, and he's had to work, and he's had to fight for everything, and I love him as I never began to love you. Really? You really are in love? Yes, I am, and you don't need to sound so contemptuous. I'm not, Red. Never of you. You could be the finest woman in the world if you could just learn to have some regard for human frailty, if you'd slip a little sometime. But I guess that's hopeless. Your sense of inner divinity won't allow that. This goddess must and shall remain intact. This woman must represent her class, a special class, the married maidens. So help me, Dexter, if you say another word. Tracy, darling, you there by the pool? George! That's the new high priest. I'll run along. Here, Red, I brought you a little wedding present. Sorry I had no ribbon to wrap it up with. So long, Red. A present? I wonder what... Oh... There you are, my dear. I thought I'd run over and... Tracy, aren't you going to say hello? Yeah, yeah. Hello, George. What's that you've got? Oh, a wedding present from Dex. A picture of the true love. 
We sailed her up the coast of Maine and back the summer we were married. My, she was yaw. Yaw? What's that? It means, oh, easy to handle and quick to the helm, fast, bright, everything a boat should be, until it develops dry rot. <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> there now, he'll not upset you any more. He never appreciated you anyway. How could he? Anyone as wonderful as you? George. That's what I've always thought from the first time I saw you. You're like some marvelous, distant, oh, queen, I guess. This kind of beautiful purity about you. George. It's what everyone feels. They worship you, darling. George, listen. I don't want to be worshipped. I want to be loved. Oh, you're that, too. I mean really loved. Of course. And now I'll have to hurry, darling. Big party tonight, you know. I'll pick you up around nine. Well, I... Connor, hey, Connor, are you around here somewhere? Yeah, here in the dressing room. Were you calling me? Yes, I was. Connor, do you ever take a drink? A drink? Oh, yes, yes, sometimes. Well, that's good. Let's go in and open a bottle of champagne. That bottle of champagne was just the first. Later at the party on a neighbouring estate, Tracy and Mike sampled quite a few more. Until George departed in a huff and let Mike escort Tracy home. That's where we find them now, just arriving with a bottle they brought along for the road. Well, <laughs> here we are, Professor. You know, it's funny. I, I never noticed this light before. <laughs> Silly, that's a swimming pool. Oh. You know, champagne's tricky. I'm used to bourbon. Bourbon's a slap on the back. Champagne. Champagne's a heavy mist before my eyes. A quick swim will fix that, because Dexter and I always swam after parties. Let's forget about Dexter. Have a drink. Why not? Mike? Mike, do you hear a telephone ringing? I did a little while ago. No, I can't hear... Well, now, yes, I do. No, well, it's very far away. That's my bedroom telephone, and it's probably George. <laughs> I'd better go in. No, no, it stopped. Fine. Drink your champagne. That's a good idea. Hello, you. Hello. You look fine. I feel fine. <laughs> Did you like the party? Sure. The prettiest sight in this fine, pretty new world. The privileged class enjoying its privilege of pri privileges. You're a snob, Connor. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, Tracy. Hey, you can't marry that guy. George? But I'm going to. Why not? You don't match up. Professor, you're stepping out of character. My mistake. Oh, don't apologize. Who's apologizing? Really? I never knew such a man. I, I guess I... I never knew a girl like you, Tracy. 
Yeah? Tracy, you're wonderful. There's a magnificence in you. Mike. A magnificence that comes out of your eyes and in your voice and in the way you stand and the way you walk. There's fires banked down in you, Tracy. Hearth fires and holocausts. Mike, you don't think I'm like a goddess? You're flesh and blood. That's the blank, unholy surprise. You're the golden girl, Tracy. You're full of life and warmth and delight. Hey, what goes on? You've got tears in your eyes. Shut up, shut up. Oh, Mike, keep talking. Keep talking, will you? What good is talk? Tracy, Tracy. Good golly Moses. Nobody's ever kissed me like that. Tracy, I want to tell you something. Please, all of a sudden I've got the shakes. Please, Tracy? It's as all my insteps were melting away. Gee, what is it? Have I got feet of clay or something? Tracy, you're so lovely. Wait, I know. The pool. There's a moon and it's warm and we could go. Now? Now, Mike. Put me in your pocket and uh, let's go swimming. Don't you see, Dexter? I had to tell someone. Oh, I could hardly wait until you got here this morning. Yes, but Dino, my love, are you sure it wasn't just a dream? Well, I can't be positive, but... Good morning. Oh. What ho? The bride. In her wedding dress. Such a lovely day. Is everybody fine? That's fine. Hmm. How fine are you? I... I don't know what's the matter with me. I can hardly open my eyes. I must have had too much sun yesterday. It's awfully easy to get too much. Tracy, you're not really going to, are you? Going to what? Marry George? After last night? Last night? What are you talking about? Tracy, don't you even remember? I've been telling Dinah. It was just a dream. A dream? What kind of a dream? Well, last night, it was awful late. I guess I woke up and looked out my window and guess what I saw? What? Mr. Connor. Mike? Uh Uh-huh. Sort of coming from the pool with both arms full of something. What do you think it turned out to be? What? You. And some clothes. And you were sort of crooning. I have never crooned in my life. Then what? Then he carried you into the house, and I could hear him take you into your room. Mike and me? Well, I'm going crazy. I'm standing here on my own two hands and going crazy. What else? Well... After that, he... Good good morning, everybody. Oh, well, morning, Connor. How do you feel? Hmm? Well? Mike, what happened to your chin? My chin? Oh, well, you see... Tracy, I didn't get to tell you. When Mr. Connor came out again, George was waiting for him. No! Yes, and Mr. Connor sort of got hit on the chin. George? No, me. You? Dex, you were there too? Good grief, why didn't you sell tickets? I'll say Dexter was there. What a clip he gave me. I'm sorry, Mike. I thought I'd better hit you before George did. He's in better shape than I am. Dex? Mike? Will somebody please tell me what happened before I go start raving mad? On the level you don't know? Of course I don't know. I don't remember anything. Ah, lucky Tracy. She's drawn a blank. Shut up, Dex. Mike, you tell me. Well, you see... Tracy? Tracy? Are are you ready, darling? The guests are all here, and the bishop's waiting. 
Oh, dear, where is George? George! Good heavens, Tracy, I forgot. He was here at ten and left this note. For me? I wonder what it could be. Go on, read it out loud, Red. We're all friends. Yes, I will. Listen to this, and I quote, Your conduct last night was so shocking to my ideals of womanhood and my attitude toward you and the prospect of a happy and useful life together. Tracy. Hello, George. Tracy, I didn't dream you. All these people. Why, it's only a letter from a friend. They're my friends, too. I thought I ought to come and explain. I mean, I... Well, it's clear enough, George. You're chucking me over and good riddance. After all, I have a point, you know, on the very eve of your marriage. Just a minute, George. Mike, why don't you tell him what happened last night? Well, exactly two kisses and one late swim, after which I deposited Tracy in her room and I left. You mean, you mean to say that's all there was to it? I do. Why? Was I so terribly unattractive, Mike? So distant, so forbidding that you... No, no, you were extremely attractive and far from distant or forbidding. But you were also, well... Pretty pixelated, Red. Yeah, and there are rules about that. Thank you, Mike. I think men are wonderful. Tracy, perhaps I was a little hasty. But, well, a man does expect his wife to... To behave herself naturally. To behave herself naturally. Will you please... Well, I'm sorry. Tracy, if you're willing to let bygones be bygones, what do you say? Goodbye, George. I beg your pardon? I said goodbye. But, but we... You see, you're much too good for me, George. You're a hundred times too good, and I'd make you most unhappy. Most. Uh, Very well. If that's the way you want it, possibly it's just as well. Good day. Congratulations, Red. Or is that proper without a groom? Maybe we can make it proper, Tracy. Yeah, Mike? I got you into this. I'll get you out. Will you marry me, Tracy? No, Mike. Thank you, but mm -mm, no. Why not? Because I don't think that that nice girl with the camera would like it. And I'm not sure that you would, and I'm even a little doubtful about myself. There goes your wedding music, Tracy. And besides, I made a mistake yesterday. I opened a wedding present too soon. A present without any ribbons on it. Red. Just a picture of a boat. A boat I don't think I've ever forgotten. Red, I've got an old wedding license. The one we didn't use when we eloped. What do you say? Dex? Dex, are you sure? Not in the least, but I'll risk it. Will you? And, and, and you wouldn't be doing it just to save my face. Why shouldn't I save it? It's a nice little face. Oh, Dex, I'll be yaw this time, darling. I promise I'll be yaw. Be whatever you like. You're my redhead. Yaw set? All set? Oh, I've never been so full of love. Mike, how do I look? Like a queen. Like a goddess. That's funny, Mike, because you know how I feel? For the first time in my life, like a human being. Gypsy Audio presents The Philadelphia Story Originally adapted for radio by Harry Cronman Adapted for Gypsy Audio by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard Directed and produced by 
Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard and Alex Gilmore. Sound design by Alex Gilmore. With Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Tracy Lord. David MacGyver as C.K. Dexter Haven. Mike Stokes as Mr. Kidd. Kim Giannopoulos as Liz. Chris Canary as Macaulay Connor. Carol Stokes as Mrs. Lord. Becca Rinnis as Dinah. Nellie Hirschman as George. And A.J. Clarkson as Miss Wallace. For music and effects credits, please go to our website, gypsyaudio.org. I have been your announcer, Alex Gilmore, and this recording is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. GypsyAudio.org 2013